Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Odyssey celebrates Mother's Day. Brought to you by T-Mobile. You can count on T-Mobile to help you stay connected on America's largest 5G network. I'm a dance. I'll get their ass. Go. My captain's a really good player. Holy s***. Holy s***. Oh, having fun before the game against Dallas, team captain, and of course, honorary captain Dan Marino. So, Mike McDaniel having a lot of fun during the holiday season, and he should. Nice comeback win against the Cowboys, and man, it's just getting started because you got to celebrate that for like a day, and then it's uh, all guys back to work today, getting set for Baltimore this Sunday on the road for the number one seed. Winner is the number one seed. And by the way, anybody, I haven't even brought this up, it's incredible. This Mahomes in Kansas City, it's bad. (laughs) You could be their biggest fan. I never thought I'd say this, but the Kansas City Chiefs defense is a lot better than the offense. It's not even close. Um, you know what this reminds me a little of? You know, every year we we would count like later in Brady's career with the Patriots, you'd count Brady out. Like Ben Volan was like, it's time for him to retire. Like, and, and you know, you'd say, all right, he's got a lack of weapons out here. Like, what can he do with this group? And I know the Mahomes thing is is kind of more extreme, but. He still scares you, doesn't he? He is, you know, there's just not a lot of guys like that, you know? But this thing just looks I week know, after looks week. They it get shut awful. out for, yeah. a, uh, for a half, and, you know, it happened against us. Now it's happened against a bunch of teams. No, guys can't get open. Guys they line scored. up offsides. They fumble the ball. They're terrible. They, they drop they the score, ball. They score one touchdown in a game against Vegas, and they give up two touchdowns. The defense beat their offense. The other guys didn't have to play. It's just, uh, but if Mahomes went on some run here in the postseason, I just don't you see wouldn't it. Be, yeah, I don't either. No, I, I'm going to be surprised. But remember, we did this with Brady a bunch. People were ready to count him out, and he would make these these postseason runs. And so I, I, I'm going to tell you something. I don't know, and Tom Brady would know more than us as he lives here in South Florida. But I don't know if Tom Brady was weapons were ever this bad. Probably not this bad. I mean, this is kind of this extreme. is bad. Th- these guys look like they're actively trying to hurt the team. I know they're not, but like it, it is, it's very bad. So they have, and now their best weapon might have been Pacheco, who got. Now, did you see what happened to him? He took, he got kicked in the head with his helmet off. His helmet came off like two plays in a row. Oh, so I he's didn't going, catch that. Yeah, so he's going down. This was just for fantasy football purposes, but he's he'll be back. But he's going down, and he lost his helmet earlier in the game. He's going down. He loses his helmet again. He gets kicked in the back of the head. Oh, that's not. Yeah, no, that's. Yeah, so he's in the concussion protocol. He's so, probably their best offensive weapon outside of Mahomes. What what's happened to Kelsey? Like 
what's going on there? I know Kelsey's they're, they're just, blaming his girlfriend I, I for know. everything, but I, I just you know, besides they throw great temper tantrums on the sideline yeah. now, they're they're but all Kelsey's heated and not upset. doing anything either, man. Again, like I think their their best game seems to be their screen game right now. That's probably what they do best because they just don't have anything going downfield. And perhaps the reason Kelsey has gotten shut down the way that he has is because these other guys suck. They're either covered right, or they drop the ball at a, at a record pace, too. I, I don't know. I, I maybe, maybe they turn it on. They're, they're probably going to still win that division and, and get a home game, right? They're still in good shape to, to win that thing. It's a mess. And Denver had a chance to – to make a jump and they lose to the Patriots and uh, yeah I I just they're probably going to win they're going they're going to get a home game in the playoffs as bad as I just it's wouldn't been. be shocked if they turn it on in the postseason no way well there's definitely a way I mean they if you have that guy playing for you I don't think you his offensive line's very good no they're not at least Tom they're Brady not. so so I think it's fair to say and, and again this is just what I remember. Tom Brady had really good offensive lines. From what I remember, Tom Brady had really good offensive lines. And I, I'm trying to get past Gronk as the tight end, so, he, you know, you got that to work with. And Gronk was fantastic when, when he was healthy. And um, I know they didn't always have Moss and Welker, um, which, by the way, I don't, I don't. did those guys win a championship? I don't know if they won a championship. Moss or Welker with uh, with the Patriots. They won a lot of games. What didn't they lose in the Super Bowl? Well, they lost to the Giants yeah. when they were undefeated. They're, that would have been impressive. They they were real close. I I thought they were going to win the game against the Giants. That's when Mercury Morris came out and said they're going to lose today, and Merck was right. Yeah. And by the way, the, so I'm looking at some of the Kelsey numbers. The drop-off is – I mean, it's incredible where, where he's gone. I mean, last time he scored a touchdown was November 20th. Well, he scored a big touchdown since. He's got a big touchdown every after every game. He's got yeah, the big but, touchdown. Yeah, I mean, you, you look at some of these other games here, Joe, like the game against the, the Raiders, he had 44 yards. Against the Patriots, he had 28 yards. Well. They're finding, again, like he didn't the do rest much. of the receivers are so bad, so maybe you're yeah. able to key in on this guy. But So so he, he got off to a great start. He got came back, and he was great throwing up big games. And then all of a sudden – uh, the Dolphins, he didn't do anything against the Dolphins at all. Nothing. I don't know, man. I, I just – I see him running around, and it's like guys are all around him, and he's just uh, – I don't know. So you think they can turn it around, huh? We'll see. I, I just think that, that would Mahomes, be a shocker. Mahomes is a, is a different player, man. He, he just is. There's a lot of guys right now that are looking and watching this going, as good as Mahomes is, nobody's yeah, taken away I from know. him. That's a beatable team in a lot of different ways. And Kelsey cannot do it himself. He he's just not that dynamic of a player where he's going to be a- able to do. It. These other guys can't help him out at all. Well, this thing that you can just draft a receiver and bring him in, and yeah. he, we're going to develop him, uh, and Mahomes will make him better. Yeah, that doesn't. It did last year. Listen, that's one of the best stories that they did win with that group last year. They did, but this group, man, they dropped off the table. That that this group has really really dropped off the table. So we'll see. And, uh, of course, there is some great stories going on. That Cleveland story with Joe Flacco is just in- incredible. The Browns have 10 wins. They've got the Jets tomorrow at home for Thursday night football and Flacco. But Flacco came into a pretty, pretty good situation, right? That's good offensive line. 
Uh, he's got Amari to throw to on the outside, and they got an unbelievable defense. So Flacco has come in and uh, has looked really good as their fourth. Re- that's an incredible story. He's is he the fourth re- the quarterback they've had this year, and he's playing. Yeah, he wasn't on the roster originally. Well, they're going to have eleven wins after Friday morning. We're going to come in here. They're going to they're going to beat the Jets. Yeah, at home. So, just who so are the know, Jets? By the way, the Jets are who are the Jets starting this week? It's got to be Simeon again. Is Trevor I, Simeon again? The other guy's know. out. I don't. Know. Uh, the Jets are uh, are seven point underdogs in that game with a an over under at a whopping thirty five. Thirty five is bad for business, man. <laughs> not <laughs> I mean, good. It just is. That's not just, good at all. That's a low ass number. Well. We uh, we've been we had ta- a lot of really. By the way, in a league that like I feel like last year we were talking about the scoring going through the roof. The scoring must be really down this year. I don't know what the final numbers are going to be, Joe. But these over unders are like really low. And no, we a lot got of some, them seem to hit under. We got some teams that are really bad offensively. Do you notice really, that though really this bad. year? Like I, I maybe it was just last year was a, kind of a different thing, but it felt like the scoring last year was like off the charts. So so I I do think you can do in some cases, not every case. You look at who's playing quarterback and how bad they are because we have yeah, a record yeah, what, amount 10, of quarterbacks. 12 backups playing now. We got, we, third we're stringers, third, fourth guys yeah. on some of these teams, including the Jets and and the, and Cleveland. This game, this is uh, full of it. You see, the Steelers are going to stick with uh, uh, what's that guy's name? The guy who got hit with uh, the Rudolph. helmet. Yeah, he was the one that got hit by uh, the Miles Garrett yeah. smashed him with the helmet. He actually, I got to tell you, he made some pretty good throws in that game. He he actually made some really good deep throws in this game. I was shocked. Yeah, let's see how he does this week. And and the other one, Woody, I didn't bring I didn't bring up because of you this morning, and I wanted to, because everybody at at a record amount now is complaining about officiating. I I've never heard complaints at this level. I hate it, man. It's coming from coaches. Yeah. Um, Pi is the first one. Pass interference is number one, but. We're we're getting guys that can't line up, offsides, onsides, too far back, too far up, um, roughing the passer. We had two terrible ones in our game. Well, I don't know where you stand on those two. The Dak, I guess, what do you get hit a little low or something, and then Tua gets pushed in the back. No, uh, uh, we had one on uh, Christian. Christian came yeah. down full body on. Uh, oh, on that's Dak. what it was. It was yeah, and he did that thing where he tried to slide after he hit him. You see, he puts like his arms out. He's trying to slide. Like it was the, the weirdest move, but like he tried so hard, so to avoid that stupid correct. penalty. So I, I just think I, I love people that are doing this rule with on these guys defensively, when none of them have ever done it themselves. I love when a bunch of guys go, "Hey, three hundred pound man, uh, when you're coming up the middle, when you're making that tackle, you have to like while you're hitting them." Your body has to be good enough to kind of get off them like it's impossible to do. Like all these jack-offs that are doing this and making these decisions like, hey, have you ever tried to do that? At any level in your life, have you ever tried to tackle somebody and yet fall off them? It's just not easy to do. I, uh, I'm just always uh, amazed by, by this stuff. Is, uh, so Christian I, guys, I so think, they got Christian I think, on Joe, it. I, I think one of the biggest problems that we have and why people are so outraged, they have a guy in the booth every single one of these games now, and they did it during the Dolphins game. They go, let's go to uh, you know former official guy here. And he goes, 
He does everything in, you know, in his power to get off of him. That's not a foul. That's a missed call. Right. And then with the Tua thing, Parsons pushes Tua in the back. They get a, they throw a flag on that. Yeah, what'd they say about that? He goes, well, that's well. He takes one step and pushes him. That's a perfectly legal play. That's not a foul. And so, like, you, you have this guy in the booth that, you know, has the benefit of watching these things. And they try to mention, like, they say, hey, you know, we have the benefit of slow-mo replay. But I don't think it does the officials any any favors no. by having a guy Great who point. does their job second-guessing every single call they a- make. And can I tell you something? The officials, on behalf of the officials, including two that I know very well, do not like any of those guys. Those guys have Yeah, left. I don't like it either because no, so they left. people up. Like, you can watch the replay on your own and know that it's not a foul. Like, I don't need this guy here telling well, listen, me that. listen, I got to tell you, so those guys – that have left the officiating team. They're making three, four, five times more money. They're now up there. They have nothing to do with those guys, and those guys hate that they're getting second-guessed by guys that used to do, and in some cases work with all those guys and some of those crews down there, and now they're up there. And so you're right. That doesn't help when they're going, oh, this is just a bad call. He's out of position. He can't call that. You know, you got to let him play. So this guy's winning the popularity contest up there when uh, when the announcers go, what'd you think of that, Charlie? And he goes, eh, I don't like that call. That's uh, you know. So these guys are getting pounded by everybody. And by the way, all they're doing is these guys that come up with these great ideas to make the game safer. And again, the one that drives me nuts is the Christian Wilkins one. And we saw it the year before, Jalen Phillips, and we saw it with uh, with Nick Boza. Yeah, we like, got his arms out trying to avoid like, falling. Like, what are you him. what are you trying to do, man? Like. Had, they ought to make every one of those guys on that committee to keep the game safe. Every one of them should go out and have a day and, and have them hit somebody and see if they can get off them as they're tackling them down. It's just ridiculous. It's just – I don't know what the answer is, but I guess we have a problem, man. I guess it's there. I see now guys are openly getting fine players and complaining about it, and not only players complain about it, but the coaches are complaining about it because their jobs are on the line. And so everybody pick. They should call them punching bags. Well, the officials of are it. punching yeah, bags. It's enough already. But like, look, they're to be honest, Joe. They're not doing themselves any favors. You keep calling these offensive offsides and stuff. Well, listen, man, I went too long. And and you I- got it, but you got to be like aware of that. I saw a false start. Did you see a false start in one of these? I know you're pointing at the clock. I don't care. I got Jeff Darnington coming up. That's All right, why well, I we'll care. get to him in a second. But but like, you see the guy like move his head up when he's trying to snap the ball. Yeah. And they call they call that like. I think the refs are setting themselves up to an extent on that, but you're saying more gray area. Just, yeah. just let things be. Well, listen, let's uh, let's get to Jeff Darnington. We've got that coming up. Stay with us. We'll be back in a moment. Odyssey celebrates Mother's Day. Brought to you by T-Mobile. You can count on T-Mobile to help you stay connected on America's largest 5G network. Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? 
Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. It is time to head out to the Toyota of Hollywood Hotline. Shop hundreds of Toyotas indoors in one of America's largest showrooms at Toyota of Hollywood on 441 between Hollywood and Sheridan. All right. Always great catching up at the games with Jeff Darlington from ESPN, especially after his one-on-one with Tua Tungavailoa, which only Jeff gets. Good morning, Jeff. How you doing, buddy? Hey, Joe. Just hanging out here, just trying to find a place in my house to hide, you know? <laughs> you say, the, you say uh, I forgot the kids are home. That's right, man. I got I, the kids I, home, <laughs> you know? Hey, hey I got to ask you. I got a lot, lot of stuff to get to. First of all, um, doing a one-on-one with Tua, I know you yeah. couldn't run the whole thing. What uh, What'd you think? He's, he, uh, I, I really just enjoy his presence. He is a, a unique guy. He's not um, – it's not like I have the same relationship with him that I have with some players around the league where, you know, you feel like, oh, wow, I got this great connection with this yeah, guy. And right. Yeah. He's not like that. Um, I, he, I think he lets very few people into his, his world, and he's very private. That being said – he is such like a calming presence when he is around. And like, as we're sitting there together, he just has this, um, this really genuine, authentic, calming vibe that, um, that I think really resonates. If I was to, to guess in a locker room, I think that that really goes a long way with the type of players that, that you have in the NFL today. Um, I just think that that's like an underrated quality for, a leader of a team to be able to walk into a huddle or walk into a locker room and be very well liked, but also just yeah. calming, you know, yeah. I, I don't know exactly how to explain it, but well, um, everybody's got an opinion cool. on the guy, Jeff. It's incredible. So no matter where you go, you go to a party, somehow to his name gets brought up and everybody in the room, women, men, Everybody, maybe more so than any other player in the league, everybody's got an opinion on him, good or bad. I'm not saying it's yeah, all a love fest. Yeah. Have, I, it's kind of like Dak Prescott for me, which you know, I, I, coincidentally he just played. Like Everybody wants to like hate on Dak and has an opinion on Dak. If you think that Dak is by any means like not a great leader or not a good locker room guy or not in, in some capacity any kind of not a good person, you're just wrong. Like, it's not even an opinion. It's objectively wrong. <laughs> like, Tua is a good human who you should want to be the leader of your franchise. And I get it. Most people probably say, well, that's not the that, – if I do have a problem with him, that's not it. I don't know what it would be. Like, this whole game manager thing. I, I mean, if I was running a team, if I was the head coach of a team, do you know that, like, the first thing I would say I wanted out of my quarterback? Game management. Yeah. Like, <laughs> And I, I don't know. I, I, uh, I, I always, I also always, you know me, Joe. I don't really know football very well, but I feel like I know people decently well. And I always tell friends when they ask about different players, like, and I would say, get your kid his jersey. And Tua Tungavailoa is one of those guys. Yeah, no, I agree, like, man. Hey, that's, hey, that's the right investment. 
if you got a problem with him, like it, it's got to be something he did on the field because it can't be anything uh, away from football. Number one, but but the yeah. other thing that's crazy about this this Tua thing. So so this game manager thing and giving the the running back and the coach and the wide receivers all the credit, it seemed to bother Tua a little bit. You heard that press I think conference he gets a little. Bothered. Yeah, yeah, like, hey, I man, if, if that's what you want to believe, then believe it. Take it. Mostert, Tyreek, I get it, man. I get they're They're really good players. And, and you want to give them all the credit, give them all the credit. Yeah, and I don't, I don't take it. And it's not it's not him slighting his teammates by any means. I, I think he means that. He's authentic about that. Like, he's basically saying in, in that regard, like, I don't want to be a part of your conversation. Have whatever conversation you want about – who I am and what I do, um, I don't want to be a part of it. I'm confident in who I am. I, I'll tell you this. In my opinion, and this is just an opinion, Tua Tungavailoa has played himself into a franchise role with this team. And I didn't necessarily believe that going into the season. But the relationship that he has with his head coach, the relationship that he has with his teammates, um, I don't know how you don't yeah. invest in him right. beyond uh, now. I, I mean, I, I and um, I would I would guess that they would at this point. But I, I just think when you look at the whole body of work, I don't know what more you're looking for. And he you, has done he has done everything that you could possibly expect from him. Uh, because you know Mike McDaniel as well as anybody. I got to ask him. It's been a while. Um, what he has done with this team, obviously, mm-hmm. and I mean, he has been the piece that came right down the middle. They brought love back and communication yeah. back, and it's okay yeah. to get along and play together mm-hmm. and let's go win games. And everybody can be better. And I like the guys on yep. this team. You don't have to overhaul it. Even some of the coaches can stay. And he's done all these things. Has he surprised you from the guy that you've known all these years as, as an assistant coach to what he's doing? Um, n- no, not not in many regards, no. Um, if there's any surprise, and I, I wouldn't say it's a surprise like I was expecting otherwise, but I just didn't know what to expect. I know how he is as a person, and you know, I knew that it was going to take a minute for people to be like, this guy is so weird uh, to get from that to be like, <laughs> to be like, oh, man, this is like yeah. um, a quirkiness that resonates. And uh, I knew that was going to take a minute, but I, I knew that personally just from how long I've known him. Um, uh, the biggest thing for me was would he be able to do the things that a head coach can do from, like, organizing practice? And um, he has passed all of that with flying colors. Organizing a game. I know people still want to kind of get on him a little bit about – time management at times. I think it's been much better this much year than better. Yeah. last year. Right. But, that, but to me, that's like, he, he's a first time head coach. Like, what do you want? You, you know, you have to go through those growing pains. And I think that he has really um, grown. Uh, he was already in a really good spot in, in to begin with coming in, but he's yeah. really grown in a lot of ways in that regard. You know, Jeff, um, at the other night at the uh, at the Christmas party with, with the family, it came up, your interview came up, and I didn't bring it up. Somebody else brought it up and said they thought that that interview you did with a coach where he opened up about some of the things that's happened in his life mm-hmm. and that the team signed off on all, – all the things that had to happen for you to like and, – and like everybody – like I told you, I was on the bus and some of the guys were seeing it for the first time, didn't know about it and heard us talking about it. 
And I saw, without saying names, they, they wanted to see it. And they were, like, blown away. Um, what I They think that really helped the whole relationship with the team. Like, man, he's a regular dude. This guy's gone through – He's gone through his own stuff, man. It's uh, really helped him in the in the locker room. Yeah. Do you agree? I mean, I, I think his story. I mean, however it gets to those players is going to help. I mean, he says it all the time. Um, adversity is opportunity. You hear him say more and more lately. Like he'll come to his press conferences and say, "You know, this guy, Jason Sanders. Like everybody doubted him. Yeah. Um, you funny. know, Steve Ross. He said it about Steve Ross the other day. You know, Steve Ross." Is self-made people that you know. He, I think, takes pro- great pride in his story, and I think that he kind of likes the idea of we're all a bunch of misfits, and we're gonna we're gonna come together and be great. Yeah. Um, and and I think when people can see his story and do learn his story, um, they they embrace that. You know. But but I'll say this: you can have that story. Um, you can have that, that background. And if you're not consistent with your messaging, if you change week to week, like players will eventually see through it. Right. And he doesn't. That's one of the things I think that's, and I know this talking to people in the organization that they love about Mike. He is so consistent week to week with his messaging. And I think that that goes a really long way with these players um, you, you come in after a loss or you come after a win or you come after getting attention yeah. and you've got a different attitude or cockiness or whatever, these guys will sniff that out and see right through it. And, yeah. and I think that he doesn't. The great gift from California, man. No question about that. All right, so i got to ask you this one because it's popped up today again. Everybody's bitching about officiating. Coaches more, players more. <laughs> Is it that bad? I know there's a lot of things. No. What, what are your thoughts? Pass interference. Nobody knows what it is. It should be called. It wasn't called. It is called. What? what everybody what? gets them. I mean, I, that's my only thing. Like everybody's going to get theirs, and everybody's going to get good calls and bad calls. Like I don't know. I, I hear you. I mean, I, I'm I'm raising a son right now who's eight years old, and I get so annoyed when he the other day starts yelling about the officials. <laughs> and I'm like, I'm like, shut up. Like, you know, like you can't blame, stop blaming the officials. And if I'm saying that to my kid, I guess I should be saying that to everybody. Yeah, no, it's... <laughs> but, you know, then again, like I, I will say, like I watched, and this is not his fault, but the other day Lamar Jackson trips over the official and gets an intentional grounding call. Like, I would love some logic to be applied at times. Like, hey, guys, I'd love the guy to go on the mic be like, hey, guys, we screwed that up. <laughs> right. That was our bad. We're going to go ahead and pick up that flag. Yeah, we're going to do that one over. <laughs> yeah. Sorry about that. Apply some logic, but I don't know. I think it's, I think it's every year. I think when, when, uh, when you've got a good team and something bad happens, you love them so much. It's like my mom with my ex-girlfriends. Like, my ex-girlfriends didn't have a chance, you know? <laughs> They're the referees. <laughs> right. No matter what I did, by the way, she was blaming her. The greatest call of all time. Any girl I brought home from college, uh, yeah. And some most of the time they were sorority girls that came from money, and it was like oh, that's God, not what you so come from. That's not what you come from. Uh, Their yeah. background, you no way. Right. I go, mom, you made it that's clear. Right. You act like you hated her. You might as well put her in the garage and gave her a that's sleeping right. bag. It was terrible. Yeah, Joe, you got any pictures? 
there are probably. I do. I do have some. But I, lo- I look so bad, I wouldn't want that long days. hair and that huge gap. I didn't oh. want to, I don't want to have to show that. Mm-hmm. Trying to get sorority girls at the AD Pie House and the DGs. Can't and, even, yeah. Can't even imagine. Pie Fies, uh, all that stuff. Yeah. If there was a. <laughs> Only you start. Bring- Why is it every time I do this with you and the other day we're talking. About stuff to help you in bed. I mean, only you bring it out, and what? it's that awkward moment, and you and I are the only two talking, and the rest of them take off and run. Yeah, I don't know what to tell you. <laughs> One time back in the day, I had to get on. Um, you used to come into the building when I was covering the team, and I would never get any work done. And I went to a psychologist, and I said, I got this problem. I can't get any work done. <laughs> and I, and, they, and he said, do you get frustrated in traffic, too? I said, yeah, I do get he said, well, here's a prescription for um, Adderall. You have ADHD. <laughs> the next thing you know, I was hooked on Adderall because of you. It wasn't even, I didn't even have ADHD. It was just that you would come into the building and talk to me so much. <laughs> then I was like, well, I'm not, I don't have ADHD. I got to stop taking this medicine. Uh, it was just because of you, you know? Thanks. <laughs> you know what they say, I show up, nobody gets anything done, man. I no, yep, way too that. much. For, you and I together are not good years. there, brother. Not, no, not a good, good combo. Hey, JD, yep. always great having you, man. Thank you so much. All right. I appreciate Thanks, it. Sure. Have a great holiday the rest of the way, bud. Thanks. Yeah, man. Sounds good, you too. All right. Jeff Darlington from uh, ESPN joining us to talk a little bit. Uh, right now, i got to tell you about Michael Kotze at Choice Mortgage for just a second, man. There's one thing about Michael Kotze that I love, and that dude works. And when I say Michael Kotze at Choice Mortgage, he is Choice Mortgage. Uh, and when he's got good news, he lets me know. Fix rates now in the fives. If you closed on your home in the past year with a rate over seven, you got to call Michael Kotze. Fix rates in the fives with no prepayment penalty. Call right now, save some money, and have some better cash flow. It's all about saving as much money as you can and getting your payments down every month and getting equity out of your home. And nobody does it faster than Michael Kotze at Choice Mortgage. Whatever the banks tell you, he's going to beat the time. Whatever the rate, he's going to do the same rate, if not better, because that's what Michael Kotze can do. Whatever your situation you're looking to get done right now, you need it right now, Michael Kotze is waiting on you because he works seven days a week and been doing it here in South Florida for more than 30 years. Here's his cell phone number. You can always get a hold of him, 561-441-2730. 561-441-2730. MLS 166254, rates and terms, subject to change, daily without notice, he's an equal housing lender. All right, how about a weather update for you? It's brought to you by the Demesman and Dover Law Firm, youraccidentattorneys.com, free consultations 24-7 at 866-954-MORE, 65 degrees and sunny with a 2% chance of rain. Joe, back to you. Thank you, Woody, and uh, we've uh, had a good time. That's been uh, great. There's a lot of good stuff, and it's a great time. One of the best that I can remember in 30 years here on the radio. Talking about how good our teams are right now. Uh, both the, the Heat getting ready to five-game road trip and got a lot of guys playing really well. It's just a matter of getting everybody healthy or getting them playing together at least for a while would be nice. And uh, the Panthers uh, with a nice win against Vegas, now going to Tampa Bay tonight, and they're right there and look great. A little, uh, little bit of a funk for a little while, but but a good win against Vegas and really played well. And, of course, the uh, Miami Dolphins right now uh, sitting sitting nicely with an 11-4 record. And, of course, the next two games will feel 
like if you wonder what the first round of the playoffs feels like and you didn't get that feeling or you weren't there at Dallas uh, for the Dallas game, that's uh, that's what this game's going to be like in Baltimore. And, uh, and then coming back home to Buffalo, I'm guessing that game is going to be really, really important for most likely the Dolphins as well as um, for the Buffalo Bills. So uh, we'll, we'll we'll see what happens as the Dolphins finish the season. You're, it looked, by the way, one thing on the when you looked at the um, what the schedule was, you looked at the last three games. You went, oh damn, that could be that could be a tough stretch. And sure enough, it's going to be a real tough stretch. But the Dolphins have uh, really put up some good numbers, a lot of good things. Hopefully, man, hopefully, hopefully, hopefully. The wish list is uh, to get three guys back real soon. Real, real soon. Javon Holland, Jalen Waddell, and Rob Hunt. Um, Austin Jackson was suited up, and, and I think Raheem's fine. Although you could say all five guys, you're, you're going to need those guys because they're all really good players and have had really, really good seasons when they play. And so uh, hopefully, hopefully you can just get healthy just a little bit here towards the end of the season and play with your uh, best possible roster. You know, this thing is, man, as much as I try to stay away from it and nobody wants to hear about it, but it does come down to who's the healthiest teams too, doesn't it? And when you do lose guys, you hope they're not the key guys where there's a big drop-off behind them and the player that replaces them or you have to change things the way you do things because that one player is so important to what you're doing. So, so far, Dolphins have been pretty lucky. Hey, the other story here real quickly, um, UD, we were talking about rivalries earlier. And, um, and one of the best rivalries we have right now, because they're good all the time, is the Heat. And the Boston Celtics. It's been good going back to the big three. And uh, some great matchups with with uh, that group of guys and, and stuff. And then uh, right till last year, beat them again. And, and so it has been. It seems like we play the Boston Celtics a lot in the playoffs. And they're big friggin' games. So we found out UD and Mike Miller are doing the, the podcast, The OGs. Which I, I didn't realize. Here's what UD had to say if, if you need some good stuff. It's a different era. My era, we used to hate the because that we used to have to go against and the rivalries and all that. To this day, you know what I'm saying? Y'all know how I feel when we got to play the Celtics. I can't stand them. First of all, and I have nothing against. And I have hold listen, on, man. And the crazy thing about it, can I tell a story about the huddle? I like Tatum. I like Brown. Can I tell a story about in the huddle, man? What? I like Tatum. I like Brown. Nah. KG and Paul, I don't fuck with y'all. Y'all know that. There it go. It's cool. There it go. I don't fuck with y'all. Y'all know that. It's cool. I'm cool on that. Fuck that. The young generation, y'all can create y'all own beef and y'all can create y'all own whatever. The more y'all already know. I see y'all in the grocery store. It's home. Yeah, that shit's crazy. I don't care what aisle it is. It could be a 7-Eleven around the fucking cheese dip. It's like whatever. All that shit getting flipped over. Man, listen. Listen, that's just how I feel. Like, and they understand that. I told them that. Like, they know that. I don't fuck with them people. Wow. You know what? UD feels like a fan. There are certain people, KG, Paul Pierce. Uh, I guess you got to throw in Rondo, right? Probably in that group, too. He's a little petty. So, uh, yeah. Well, you know, it's interesting. Remember, Boston knocked uh, the Heat out and they knocked the Cavs out. The year before the big three, oh, that's right, got assembled too. So that rivalry even went back to to that point, right? Like, 
that was, you know, LeBron ripping off the Cavs jersey and Dwayne Sal never losing the first round again. Well, and then on top of that, Ray Allen and coming oh, the Ray here. Allen stuff is great. The Ray Allen stuff yeah. is classic, and so now he's kind of a heat guy. And that's understandable why those guys don't like Ray. I mean, that's he know. couldn't get along with him. He didn't yeah. like him. The reason he didn't like a lot of things about him either. And by the way, how about the way they treated a guy that was such a big part of their success with his clutch shooting, and they treat him like he never existed. And like he he not he not welcome to come to Boston. I guess it's gotten a little better to be fair. I guess some Has of them it, have, I don't know. Some of them have kind of let it go bro a little bit, but the problem is Paul Pierce runs his mouth off more than anyone. I mean, just like he eats well, I he guess goes he after Dwayne Wade. But, so to yeah. me, he's got a Dwayne Wade problem, which is well, Dwayne I, Wade I don't owned know. his ass. I mean, was, I just don't do, I, I guess you gotta ask people outside because I'm too close to it too. But when I think of Dwayne Wade and Paul Pierce, and I know Paul is Paul Pierce a Hall of Famer? He's going to be a Hall of Famer, is he? I don't know if he is. Uh, I believe he is. If he's not, he will be. Yeah, that's a no-brainer. But I don't ever hear anybody talking about Paul Pierce and Dwayne Wade being the same player. You don't hear that. And I know Paul Pierce has said, "I don't know why you guys all get all excited about Dwayne Wade." You know, let me play with the guys he played with or stuff like that. Yeah, Paul was twenty twenty one. He he did go in. He did go in. Okay. Yeah, I mean, listen, they're both Hall of Famers. Yeah, that's obvious. But yeah, they have nothing in common. Dwayne Wade, you you could make the you know the case for him being, I don't know, one of the best, maybe top three shooting guards of all time, right? Yeah, for a guy that you did, could make the case, he did not have a three point shot. No. I know Paul Pierce brought, and it's true, he did not. No, but his he his game adapted, you know, late later on in his career. His game was so a good, with a lot of things, and the way it was, he, he could score whatever he wanted. You're correct, he could. And even after LeBron left, they they had some very competitive teams. They had some good runs, you know. But that the is a good rivalry. Kind of sucked, but so so the bowl, so the good the good news with the whole thing is the Celtics did have, and, and do have right now another really good team. Even though we knocked them out again last year with that Tatum and Brown and all those guys that they had, uh, but in this rivalry, and they've both been good almost every year. They're always good going back. It's been a while, um, but we seem to beat them about. 80 or 90% of the time in these uh, playoff series, whatever round it ends up being. It's so, the best rivalry that we have. It is. Here. It is there, the best. There's nothing you're, you're else right. that, that you're right. gets even close to it at this point. In, and any in, sport. You're I, right. I'm guessing those teams have a very good chance of meeting in this year's playoffs as well. Yes. And you we'll, would not be you know, surprised. That was a crazy series last year, man. I mean, a really crazy series. There were two guys that disappeared, and they weren't Heat players. They did. Remember they came all the way back though. I mean, that was a really wild series. Brown and Tatum, and I guess Tatum got a little nicked up. To be fair, wasn't he limping around on an ankle on the end of that thing? But nah, everyone was limping but, around. Who but listen, those guys disappeared. They, they make a lot of money. They're superstars. They're both top twenty players in the league, and uh, they disappeared. So don't blame anybody else when your two best players disappear. And I know some of it was defense and. You know, and and some of the things that that uh, he took away from them, but um, you got to give the heat. Yeah, that by by the way, I'm with you on that. The rivalries we have down here, it's not even close. That's that's number one. And by the way, it looks like it's probably on its way to being number one again. Yeah, I mean, look, like we asked this earlier, and you know, some people said they hate the Patriots the most. I'd probably tend to agree with that. You mentioned Belichick earlier, like 
I guess that would be the Dolphins. I get a lot of people lab, don't like Josh Allen. Like I, I heard some on drinking. I don't, the Josh don't like Allen Josh thing Allen. I don't. I don't get though. Like I don't understand what what Josh Allen's got a really good record. Good? Yeah. So he's got a really know, good record, and I have honestly, a tough time just hating guys because they're good. Josh Allen, even though his numbers don't, he's thrown fifteen picks. Josh Allen has had great games against the Dolphins, both running. Yeah, and but passing. he seems like a decent dude, right? I mean, I don't, I don't know him obviously, but he doesn't, he doesn't act like a jerk on the field. He seems like a he's decent a bill. enough dude. Yeah. The only guy that was kind of unique was Jim Kelly versus Dan Marino, mm-hmm. and Jim Kelly went to UM. So people were kind of torn why he was really good. <laughs> he was he played he played his college football, so they didn't really know how to treat Jim Kelly, except he was really friggin' good. By the way, those were classic matchups, Marino and Kelly. That was some really, really good stuff. As a fan, that was really good stuff. All right, we got to go to break. Nine o'clock hours coming up, man. Don't go away. As uh, we continue on here, want to tell you about Baptist Health South Florida. Oh, one of the top sports medicine programs in the country belonged to Baptist Health South Florida with some of the best sports doctors in the business. What the hell's a sports doctor? They get a degree in sport? No. They're doctors that work mostly on athletes. Mostly on athletes. High school, college, professional athletes, and all us old guys that get hurt playing tennis all the time. They take care of everybody. They're there for you, man. Uh, people ask me all the time, where do the pros go in this town? I go, all right, here we go. Enter Miami, the Miami Heat, the Florida Panthers, the Miami Dolphins, FIU, FAU. Most of our big sporting events down here all use the great doctors of Baptist Health, South Florida. Some of the top surgeons, some of the top specialists for every part of the body. Hey, they brought in top knee doctors for different knee operations, shoulder, foot and ankle, hand, elbow, back, hip and knee replacement. We got doctors who specialize in every part of the body and know how to get you healthy quickly. And now the best news of all, it is Baptist Health South Florida for a reason. Because we got facilities all over South Florida. Not just down in Coral Gables, a doctor's hospital. But now uh, at Hard Rock Stadium right next to the training facility. A gorgeous new facility for folks right off the turnpike or the Palmetto. It's just minutes away from you. And uh, almost a year old, the new facility on 595 and Pine Island Implantation, where I spend a lot of time as well. See my good doc friend, Dr. Swartzen, who takes care of me and listens to every little whining problem I have. Every little whining thing I have. Good doc is uh, always good sport about it. Visit baptisthealth.net slash ortho. One go every day. And the reason I'm talking to you is because you can see those same great doctors that work on high school, college, and professional athletes every day. Odyssey celebrates Mother's Day, brought to you by T-Mobile. You can count on T-Mobile to help you stay connected on America's largest 5G network. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. Hey, 